Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Hey, not too bad. How's your weekend going? Uh, it's a late night Saturday night here, right? We have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a pretty busy week. You were out uh, partying with the family a few times, I noticed. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I'm like, Dave, I need you, Dave. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we've uh, been having an interesting month. Uh, it's um, been a little bit down, so we'll go through some of these uh, numbers here. Um, performance, so, well, let's just r- rattle off the performance for uh, the year to date, because that's what kind of people focus on rather than the whole, like, one full year from this point, but just the year to date. Um, the Dow is down 9.45%. Uh, reason it's, it seems like it's probably down more, but we had that massive October. So the half year performance, you know, is 10.13%. So it really uh, took a dent out yeah. of that down, down market, right? Um, the SPY, not quite as lucky. It's down 193 year to date. Its half-year performance is 4.76. And we've got uh, the Russell down 21.61. Half-year performance, 5.56. We've got uh, the Qs down 30.83. And um, no, sorry, actually 31. 07, yeah, 31%. Um, so that's what the Qs are at right now. So, uh, yes, huge, uh, huge damage to the Qs. And it hasn't even turned green in the half year. It's still down just slightly, 0.16%. So I think it's been, been trying. I mean, on Friday, it actually did fill the gap. On expiration, and it, it rallied through uh, the previous close slightly, and then turned and went back down again. Mm. So it's interesting, right? Um, so I'll get back to that. Why don't you uh, rattle off a few of the economic reports uh, that are coming this week, and um, anything on the earnings uh, horizon? Can you do that? Yeah, we're, we're still in mid-month seasonality all the way until Tuesday, because it's the ninth through fourteenth business day of the month. So. We're still in that soft because um, the almanac had us down uh, for, for the mid-month, and we're still in the midst of that. But in terms of economic calendar, things coming up this week. On Monday, we have the Home Builders Index report. And on Tuesday, we have building permits and housing starts. And Wednesday, existing home sales. So a lot of theme themes around housing um, the first couple days of the, of the week. And then on Thursday, um, initial jobless claims and index of leading economic indicators. And on Friday, there's the core PCE price index, um, disposable income, consumer sentiment, new home sales. So we're gonna get some uh, information this week on how housing is doing, uh, how employment is doing, and um, consumer sentiment, which has been down a lot this year. So that's that. And then in terms of individual earnings, uh, there's still a smattering coming through. Uh, Monday, there's one, Heiko, which is a aerospace defense. And Tuesday, we have Nike and uh, General Mills, some big companies there. 
Wednesday, we have Micron and Rite Aid, Cintas. Thursday, CarMax, Carvana, Paychex, and Friday, nothing. So there's still earnings trickling out in the background there. And nothing major like last week when we had Powell and the, the Fed announcements. But there is some stuff to, to give us color as to how the consumer's doing, the housing market's doing, and jobless claims. That's that part. And we, we still are in that mid-month um, range now, but there is something to look forward to. The last five days tend to be bullish, a 0.47%. That's going to be come back next week. So we'll get back to that next week. But um, we still have, could experience some softness because of the mid-month seasonality. Well, the, the, the last week of the month is also, and the first two days of the new month, is also the official Santa Claus rally. I like the, I, I think the media likes to kind of right around Black Friday or afterwards, they kind of uh -huh. start bantering about, you know, the Santa Claus rally is because Santa Claus is on the horizon. I mean, don't you uh, dislike going to the mall in uh, October uh, already and, and seeing Christmas decorations even <laughs> before August. Halloween even comes around? I don't like that. And But then, uh, you know, everybody's trying to sell the most and, and, and run ahead of somebody else. And it's it just gets annoying. So then the media starts like the Santa Claus rally way too soon. The official Santa Claus rally is supposed to be the last five trading days of December and the first two of the new month in January. So, um, you know, it's similar to what we see. We have a lot of months of the year that have a good seasonality at the end of the month and the beginning of the new month, the turn of the month effect. So it's it's just, you know, it's labeled something that is, you know, it happens on other months too, but we don't call that the Santa Claus rally. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, there is there is a tendency. It's It's been accurate, you know, of all Decembers, more than 75% of the time since 1950. So that's pretty high, pretty high odds of, you know, having a, a reasonable uh, time of it. Um. Now, the question I have for you, Dave, is, uh, you know, are, are, we're seeing a lot of layoffs, right? I mean, I mean, the Fed's the Fed's cranking up interest rates so that companies kind of tighten the screws a bit and do layoff. We've seen a lot. And it's always kind of concerning before, you know, Christmas and before the holidays to see that. It's kind of heartbreaking. But I know people, you know, it's not it doesn't make it very fun, you know, for family time and Christmas time. So, um, but. Uh, is part of part of tackling inflation, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, well, I mean, are there holiday bonuses this year? You know, because the you know, sometimes the Santa Claus rally might be, you know, from people getting the extra bonuses and putting it into the stock market. Mm -hmm. Well, like Mega Cap started laying people off a few months ago, right? The big the Googles and whatnot, and. Recently, we see a lot of the banks doing it, like Goldman this week announced some layoffs as well. 8% eight, eight projected for yeah, 2023, right? 8% of their staff. But you know, the this this desire to not lose employees, maybe they're maybe it's gonna be a surprise to the other side where employees are gonna employers are gonna want to give bonuses to keep the employees from going elsewhere because they're more yeah, okay. losing employees. So that could be a surprise rather than a consumption that everyone's tightening the belts. Yes, but under these conditions that we're in, 
are they going to take that bonus and are they going to put it into the stock market or are they going to use it for other things like pay down bills or, you know, maybe save it to, for a rainy day, right? Yeah, I, um, I got gone back into the market with the same exuberance it did during the pandemic. I mean, we have we have real issues in the sense of the consumer, you know, tightening up and choosing to spend slightly differently than they did before. I mean, I, I can talk to many people, even if they're, you know, upper or middle class to upper class, they still have changed a few of their habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, saving money is uh, part of it. So the other thing is every time you seem to deploy money in the good growth stocks and the tech stocks this year, you get spanked for doing it, right? Yeah. I mean, who bought who bought the December 13th gap up, I wonder? They got spanked. We're mm-hmm. We're down pretty good since then. And the retail favorites like Apple, look at Tesla. Tesla's getting killed. So, I mean, all the retail people who are gung-ho on that are not feeling like they're going to put their new bonus. Yeah, I mean, you got, we, ha- we have to look at these crowded trades. Hey, I'm going to test your, test your skill here, okay? Uh-huh. I'm going to rattle off some symbols and see if you can tell me which one of the symbols is up for the month. So we've got Apple, Microsoft, Google. Uh, we've got Amazon, NVIDIA, Tesla, you already know, is not doing well, yeah. and Meta. Which one of those is up for the month? Quick, quick, quick. Well, I already know. It's Meta, which is a <laughs> counterintuitive. Oh, you already know, you sneaky guy. Okay. So uh, Meta is up 3% for the week and up 5.48% for the month. Uh, whereas Tesla's down 16% for the week. 19.63% for the month so far. Huge. Month's not even over yet. Um, so uh, definitely uh, getting hammered there. So Meta, you know, Apple. Meta previously got hammered and is bouncing back for some reason. I guess uh, maybe uh, Trump's NFTs have something to do with it. Maybe, maybe the metaverse is real and NFTs are real. I mean, Trump sold out, right? But you know, look at, look at Apple, nine minus nine point six percent for the month. That that's like the retail stock of all stocks, right? So it's not. Well, these are all stock. these are all very crowded trades, and I think uh, that if you look at what is Apple year to date, twenty four point two five percent down. Okay, now why wouldn't you sell it and take a tax loss this year against all your other income? and buy it back in January after the 30-day wash rule. Yeah. So, you know, could that happen? Then we see a good uh, January rally, January effect. Yeah, and we've got earnings. we got earnings. we got, I think, the, the banks uh, published earnings on the 13th of January, if I remember correctly. Um, so, you know, it is a bit of a concern. So, I mean, we've got a real issue with tax loss selling here. And we have a lot of economic indicators that are not creating the best of sentiment. I mean, they're they're really showing that there is serious problems. And we've we've really had this, you know, kind of balloon uh, bubble type thing pop, as I've seen many years, many times over since I started trading. 
and uh, you know the free the free money has kind of disappeared for a while. I mean, it might come back, you know, down the road somewhere. But um, going into 2023, I don't think there's a lot of free money's slopping around to create any new bubble or anything. So if if there is a bounce in January, it might be just because of the tax loss selling that people do want to get back into their positions, right? Uh-huh. All very exciting. Hey, on a, on the, you know, we rattled off the diamonds, SPY, IW, and Qs, but this is where we are with large cap. So large cap is down 14.5% year to date. Mega cap, mega cap is down 24.9% year to date. And the slope right now is down because it was at a high right at the beginning of December, like right after that November rally there, right? Mm-hmm. We uh, we started sliding. So both of those have been sliding since Jan- uh, yeah December the 1st. Micro is down 36%, but it's kind of flatlined since October. It hasn't made any more new lows since October. It was Actually, end of September was the low for micro cap. Mm-hmm. Um, Mid cap is down 19.9%. And it had its low also at the end of September. And it's uh, it's doing pretty well. Mid caps are doing pretty well. So that brings me to a point. You got the SPY, right, which is heavily weighted in the FANG still. Mm-hmm. And the, we, we know that large cap and mega cap hasn't been doing so good. Right? But can you tell me the symbol that is the equal weighted um, spy? What is the what is the version of the equal weighted spy? Do you remember? Skill testing question. Yeah, it's not. There's the IVE, and those are the. No, 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 no. It's an equal weight. Does it do a lot of volume? Well, its average volume is three point two seven million. A day. It is RSP. Now, the thing with RSP is because it's an equal weight, it actually favors the spectrum of mid caps. Mm-hmm. So if mid caps are only down 19.9% for the year, where the mega is down 24.9, and the mega has putting too much pressure on the spy, then uh, an interesting utility, an interesting hedge here is the RSP. I want you to look into it some more, okay? Um, so the mid cap's only down 19.9. Now, nano, nano is down 44.3. Just got smoked, but it's sitting right on its lows from October or end of September, beginning of October. I think it just made a new low nano but it's been pretty sideways since then. And small caps um, also had a low at the end of September and um, bounced up. And the recent high was mid, mid-November and it's been trailing off, but it's down 26% for the year. Mm-hmm. So that's the breakdown of, you know, sort of the capitalization. Because um, when we just say spy or, you know, diamonds or whatever, it's a little hard to get your head around what's what stocks are doing what so that breaks it down a little bit better 
Interesting, the RSP. <clears throat> yes, yes, skill testing question for you. All right, um, what else do we got on the docket here? Um, just, just levels on the spider. I mean, there's so much talk, like in the talking heads, we're gonna, we could retest 3,200 on the spider, on the S&P. But then we brought these bulls saying 4,400, 4,800 by early next year. So we're kind of in the middle of those two extreme um, viewpoints. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, what that does is it it creates a good back and forth market. I mean, I think investors do have to wake up to the fact that we may have a lost decade here uh, and not regain, you know, the highs that we had previously for possibly 10 years. The roaring could have a lot of boring 20s. We could have a lot of sideways action. We could have a lot of couple days up, couple days down. It's going to be good for trading. And I think that if I was to say what's, you know, what's some good advice to investors? And I think you have to actually shorten your time frame. Everybody says you have to, you know, lengthen your time frame. I don't think we're in that same world anymore. I think we're in the shorten your time frame, be more, you know, of a manager. I was going to uh, look up, you know, some of the big sort of brands in terms of, um, you know, mutual funds and hedge funds. I'm just going to see where everybody's at so far this year and uh, and see how how they're doing against the spy. Uh-huh. You know, how they're doing against the diamonds, how they're doing against the Qs, just to see, right? Um, just kind of check out that because um, that'll tell you, you know, if, if a person can just put money into the ETF that represents their favorite market and do better than those guys, well, then what? what's the point <laughs> yeah. of having all those money managers just go buy the index, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, why pay them fees for, for doing what? Owning Apple. Making you less money, making you less money than the index. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I amuse myself. Anyway, um, did you rattle off earnings? I forget. Uh, we I did, was, yeah. We did that already. Okay, I was busy thinking about something. Um, coming up with tricks for you. Okay, what about uh, some of the ETFs that you think... Um, might still have some follow through here from last week. Like where would where would you put your your money? Because we had mid mid month seasonality still playing out. Um, I'm I mean, are you favoring say gold over discretionary still? Like not gold, but basic materials over discretionary. No, if we're still in mid month, um, things like uh, biotech are still a little bit more bullish than, than other things. The socks, which are chips, um, mm-hmm. shorter things like gold and oil and the commodities. So that that was the theme for mid month seasonality. But if we right. kind of between that and and the last five days thing, the last five days is more bullish. Gold, silver with the best performance. GLD, GDX, SLV, those are um, big. And then shorter things like the Arc funds. So really risk on tech stuff as well as uh, oil, XOP, XLE, and financials. So kind of in between mid-month seasonality and those final days. So it could be more of a dump the high-risk stuff and dump oil and go longer gold and and, uh, Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, if 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 at the end of the month, the last five days is typically bad for you know the ARC group of funds, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and they're already continuing to do bad this week. Uh, it's <laughs> not going to be a good year. No. So not going to be a good year for Kathy Woods and her yeah. team. Down huge. I mean, there is some interesting, um, you know, stocks within those ETFs that, like, if I was to approach it, I, I think I'd, I'd like look at each one for, you know, what's what's the best in, in a class, I guess, and then short the. You can either buy the SARC or you can short the the actual ETF. So you kind of make your own little uh, basket trade out of it, just within within what's represented there because that team that team's doing you know amazing uh, research it just these are long time frame type stocks you know they're not going to pay off right away and then of course when you have things in there like tesla that have its own set of problems uh-huh. it's, <laughs> that pulls you down um, anyway let's run through the numbers on uh, iwm and and just like the different the different levels here i'll start with the diamonds actually uh-huh. Oh, and I was going to mention too that um you know, I'm I'm ex- I'm fully expecting that um that we're going to see more problems related to crypto because of the increasing regulation that's likely to happen on the back of what happened with FTX. Mm-hmm. Um and so that can cause, you know, sort of less enthusiasm for for the uh crypto anyway and then you have a lot more i guess a lot more outflows and redemptions and different funds and things that are related to it there's a lot a lot going on that just tells me that the appetite the appetite meet might be you know in some of the nfts and things like that like we've seen with the trump thing but um as far as i'm really concerned about like finance and tether just because their their audits you know um are not uh as as solid as what you see with um you know traditional finance and and traditional companies in terms of audits right so uh, i think there's something to be desired there and uh it wouldn't surprise me at all if the next big shoe to drop is in in that area so um if you're in, you know, people listening, if you're in crypto, you, you, you know, got to do your homework, but we've got some serious, serious problems uh, brewing, I think. I think the tip of the iceberg was just the FTX. It's not done yet by any stretch of the imagination. So, okay. Um, diamonds. So diamonds um, on the daily they uh they popped down and they broke their five day low their 10 day low um you know they did break the 10 day high the monthly high on that uh cpi on december 13th Mm -hmm. so but it reversed right and so that that doesn't bode well for things when you see that kind of action you you can go back and you can look at the same thing that happened in April. We popped up uh-huh. and then we reversed. And then next 
you know, the next day we went down and then it just continued to go down all the way through May until we got that low on May the 20th. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm suspecting that since we're already sliding down the Bollinger Bands and now we're at the 200 day moving average. Are we not? Or is we're, that? No, we're not. At, we're not quite. Yeah, we're. it's a little bit lower. So we're at the. We're at the 50-day moving average right now, sitting just above that, and the 200's just below. So if we bro- break the 50 and we break the 200, we could be uh, uh, sliding uh, down further. There's there's quite a ways to go. So that projections, uh, like for the SPY for 3,100, 3,200, you know, I could see that happening. If we continue to go down, which which would probably erase this Santa Claus rally, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to get it out of its system. So diamonds, um, yeah, and I think the next support level on the diamonds to me is the. Let's grab this number here. That's three seventeen eighteen, and it's at three twenty seven. So we've got eleven. 11 points to go. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at SPY here. So di- diamonds are price weighted. You know, you're talking about your blue chips, things like that. You got a lot of defensive names in there and it's still weak right now too. So I think there's some tax loss selling going on there as well. SPY. So we're sitting at 383. We've got we've got our next number, I believe, to to focus on would be three sixty-eight seventy-nine. So we're about fifteen points away. Um definitely definitely sliding. Um now it's below the 50-day moving average as we speak. And it's obviously below the 200. The 200 is quite a bit above it. So it's below the 200, it's below the 20, and now it's below the 50 as well. Happened on Friday. It broke it. Okay, Qs. Qs, we're sitting, uh, we're just starting to slide down the lower Bollinger Band because it had plunged into it um, on Thursday. Friday, plunged. it started sliding. And again, it's below the 200. It's below the 20, and it's now also below the 50. Mm-hmm. Its next support number is going to be in around 259.08. So just think around the 260 number is a good target. And um, we're at 274, so you've got about 14, 14 to 15 points of movement there. IWM. IWM is interesting to me because it was the only one that that performed like it did with a up day on Friday. Mm-hmm. Not up in relationship to the close of the previous day, but what I mean is from open to close, it was up slightly, like 0.33%. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to me because... Um, that might mean that there is a little bit of an appetite for the small caps next week. 
I don't know. Um, can you recall mid-month seasonality in IWM? Was there any green shoots there? Mid-month. IWM is supposed to do a little bit better. Like plus zero point. Uh, 0.08% up versus minus 0.48% for the spider. So okay. It's well, it's actually trying to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's interesting. Uh, so I would, I mean, the, the baskets that we did on Friday re relative to the small caps did pretty well. So I think maybe, maybe some of the tax, tax loss selling is kind of done and it's also not as big of a deal because i think the, the what what i see is it's rolled into the the mega caps and the um you know the large caps it's like those ones are more crowded trades anyway mm -hmm. and i think that large investors are saying well we'll just sell it now take the loss and we'll buy it back in the new year um mm -hmm. so i think the small caps would get my favor this coming week here hmm. Interesting. Um, and well no but you can see the chart you can see that it did have an up open a closed session where all the other ones were down and it's also um you know the stocks performed really well on on expiration um and and i often i look for a change from expiration for the following week so i would I would vote a little bit more for IWM over the other ones. Now, let's if it if it fails, let's just look at our support level. Um, I think in in focus would be the one sixty eight nineteen. So we're only five or six points away from that. Maybe six points away from from that. So um, not not that big of a move. Um, so, I mean, it, it could, you know, it could be there in five days, um, or it might just do, and it might still be there in five days, but it might do better. It might have alpha over the other, the other, uh, market, uh, ETFs. Okay. So anyway, um, hope that helps. Um, we got, um. Uh, some planning to do and um it'll i think it'll be a good productive week um it might be a little bit light on friday as people head out for the weekend because christmas is on a sunday right and also watch monday monday there are some countries that don't uh, have any trading activity and also people are just generally going to take a longer weekend so although the markets are open uh, on monday it might be very light volume i thought the 26th is closed uh, no oh to celebrate for Christmas. I don't know. Check check it out. I don't think so, but you could be right. Waiting, waiting. <laughs> I, I just want to look it up earlier and I saw that the, it's being celebrated on the 26th, but I think everybody should just go double check that one. Um, and well, well, let's just go NYC holidays 2022. Let's check it out yeah. here. Um, so uh, Christmas Day is, oh, you're right. So we do have 
Monday is closed. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Hmm. So it's going to be a shortened week. Come that last week. Well, I'm glad you uh, told me. I, I was, I mean, uh, you know, because the 26th, it's just always trading for some reason. <laughs> well, it is, you know, if, if Christmas falls in the middle of the week, like uh-huh. on a Wednesday, we trade on the Thursday. Yeah. So is it just because it's on a Sunday? I think it's to get people that three-day weekend. Um, so it's, yeah. If it falls on a Saturday or Sunday, they... Well, they shiver me timbers. You learn something every day. Right. I, I did look that up earlier. I wanted to see, because I thought um, this past week was the last full five-day week we had. But actually, the coming week, we have full five days, 19th through 23rd. That's well, then, the okay, well, week. that's interesting then. So then the Santa Claus rally could start right on Friday. And if we have light volume and people are out, you could have a ripping up day just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is I'm glad we talked about this because that, you know, the, the last five trading days of December actually start on Friday. This yeah. is this is really interesting. So let's let's really be prepared for that. And if it is, let's uh, press it. And one of the beautiful things is if you can actually open down on Friday um, and then it rips all day. Light volume. You know, I mean, if you buy, let's say you buy a Russell basket, you know, you wouldn't, you don't need to over hedge. Like just let, you know, let it, let it rip. Like, I mean, the, the difference is even on, even on this last expiration Friday, you know, the basket did 1.5%, the one that we published to the public, right? You know, so 1.5% return in a single day. And that's diversified across a number of sectors. And, uh, but if you hedged it, you know, you only did, you know, 0.59 to 0.67, depending, right? So it's, hmm? which, which is still good. It's still good. But I mean, the question is, is are there times where you can confidently just say, I'm not going to over hedge and I'm going to, or I'm not going to hedge at all. I mean, there is, if you, if you walk away from your computer, I wouldn't advise it, but if you're there and you can always lock it on anytime, then fine. All right. With that, we'll be done. All right. Good luck. Um, and thanks. I'm glad we discussed that. <laughs> okay. Have a good week. Thanks. Bye-bye.